Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. It is Friday. It is February 19th, and today we are in an interesting passage of the Gospel of Mark. We'll be reading chapter 3, verses 22 through 30. But first, we're going to say a prayer of illumination from Hughes, Oliphant, Old. Let us pray. Blessed you are, Lord, great God, everlasting sovereign, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. O God, whom we long to know, O burning fire within our souls, grant to us the tongues of fire the sound of rushing wind, your descending Holy Spirit, that in knowing your word we might know your presence, that in following your ways we might live in your light. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, as I said, we are in Mark chapter 3. We'll be reading verses 22 through verse 30. Hear the word of the Lord. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem were saying, He is possessed by Beelzebul, and by the prince of demons he casts out the demons. And he called them to him and said to them in parables, How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand but is coming to an end. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man, that indeed he may plunder his house. Truly I say to you, all sins will be forgiven, the the children of man, and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they were saying, he has an unclean spirit. As I said when I started, this is a interesting passage. We come to this, and I'm actually going to start at the end. Usually we say, let's start at the beginning. It's a very good place to start. But today we are going to start at the end because it's the most obvious thing that we are curious about. I believe we are always very naturally curious about this statement that whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness. Because we don't want to do it. We are very concerned about this passage for that very reason. So what does that mean? Well, here we see that the Pharisees are ascribing the work of Satan to Jesus. Or you could say that the work of Jesus is being ascribed to Satan. They're saying that what Jesus is doing is the work of Satan. And so what is the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit here? Jesus, who is full of the Spirit, the one who is from God, They are rejecting his work completely and totally and utterly because they are saying that it is the work of Satan. And so we do not want to uh, look at the work of the Spirit and say that is the work of the devil. And we should be able to know what the work of the Spirit is. We know what the fruits of the Spirit are. We know these things. We can see these things. And so as we think about this thing that we don't want to do, We need to remember that because we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Spirit is already at work in us because we would never have believed without the work of the Spirit. And so we can trust that we have not committed this sin because we are open to the work of the Spirit, which the Pharisees were not because they were not even seeing the truth of what Jesus was speaking. Now, as far as the rest of the passage, 
I want to focus on this verse 27. I just absolutely love this verse. I can think back uh, when I do pulpit supply, uh, different places in the evening sometimes. Uh, I did a sermon on this passage once, and uh, I called it the strong man bound because I like this imagery. What does it say? No one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man. Then indeed he may plunder his house. So Jesus is using this parable, this imagery, that why would Jesus, if he was doing the work of Satan, uh, bind up the demons? Why would he cast them out? As we have seen him doing so often in the Gospel of Mark, right? How often do we see that he casts them out and they know who he is? And he's like, be quiet. Uh, it's not my t- it's not time for people to know who I am, but he is thwarting the work of the demons, the work of the devil. And so what is Jesus saying? Hey, why, why would I, uh, if I was from Satan, why would I be thwarting the work of the devil? And then we get to this verse 27 that I just read. You can't bind up a strong, uh, bind up the goods of, or plunder the goods of someone's house unless you go in and and uh, bind up the strong man. That's what Jesus has done. Jesus has is binding up Satan so that he can come and plunder his house. And in his death and resurrection, he proves that he is the stronger man because he cannot be defeated by death, hell, and the devil. He binds up Satan and he takes and plunders his house. He proclaims the gospel to the the, the earth where, where the, the devil is at work and people come to faith by the work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is the stronger man and he has bound the strong man, Satan. That is such an amazing uh, thing to think about as we look at this. This is what Jesus is doing. He is, by um, casting out the demons, he is binding up the stronger man to do his work. And ultimately, in his life, death, resurrection, and ascension, he has done that to the nth degree. And so, what do we apply, how do we apply this to our life today? Well, we need to remember that this is not a, this world that we live in is not a struggle between good and evil. Who will win? That's not where we're at. Now, sometimes it feels that way. Oh, the devil's getting the best of it. Now, it can feel that way, but ultimately, what has Jesus done? He has defeated death, hell, and the devil because he is the stronger man. And so no matter what we face in this world, we can go into each and every day trusting that we are the servants of the stronger man who has bound Satan. And so may we trust his work. May we trust what he has done for us And may we live in confidence and faith, knowing that we have a Lord who has won the victory for us. Let us go to prayer. Heavenly Father, we bring our prayers before you today, for we know that you are the God who hears. We know that because of the work of Jesus done for us, we have a mediator and an advocate seated at your right hand. We ask that you would bless us today with a trust that you work all things together for good for those who love you. And today we bring our prayers for the persecuted church. We lift up our sisters and brothers to you and ask for your protection to be upon them. Keep them safe as they worship you. We also pray that you would protect them as they share the gospel. Give them boldness to proclaim the good news of Christ and him crucified. And we pray that you would bring many to faith as your children witness to who you are and what you have done to rescue your people. 
As we serve you in your world today, we ask that by your word and spirit, you would strengthen your people to seek you in prayer and grant us the desire to humbly come to your throne, knowing that you are our God and you guide us forever and ever. We pray this all in the name of Jesus, the stronger man. Amen. All right. Have yourself an excellent Friday and a great weekend now that the weather is headed to a higher temperature. Take care. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available weekdays on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel. 